Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wazzas! Let's get fucking listening, baby! It's me. It's your man. It's your main man. It's me. It's Old Walls, and I'm back. Episode number 95, coming your way of Old Walls House. Uh, ladies, and ge ladies and gentlemen, I am glad to be back. Uh, first of all, just want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, just want to say thank you to everybody who's watching, listening, uh, catching us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, all those different places. So uh, I appreciate the support. Uh, as always, big thank you to producer Kevy. Uh, he worked. Uh, he worked some magic for us last week, and uh, really threw together some uh, a pretty funny little a little segue there uh, when we had some technical difficulties. So big, big thanks to him. Big props to him as always. Um, as you guys know, a little housekeeping. If you could, please rate, review, comment, subscribe, share. Um, tell some people. Let some people know about Old, old Walls House. Uh, again, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google Pods, Amazon uh, Music. Uh, and I have uh, the YouTube channel. YouTube, I think it's just Old Wall. If you just search Old Wall's House on YouTube, you'll find it. So subscribe to all that stuff. Uh, fun show coming. I'm running solo. We're talking college football. We're talking NFL. We're talking the Packers. We got a Flyers update. We're into hockey season now. Okay, here we go. Uh, some passing thoughts, which includes some, some fight stuff, too. So uh, uh, fun show coming. So before we get there, a little Liquid IV, a little comment from them. Uh, proper functional hydration is essential, and Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Uh, her, their hydration multiply, hydration multiplier product—that's a tongue twister—is uh, is what you need to use. Um, uh, you don't need to be a, a performance athlete to use it. It can be for uh, uh, first thing in the morning, night out with after a night out with some friends. Maybe you're on some flights. Um, I love it because it's uh, of its convenience. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it comes in those little packages. You pour it in the 16 ounces of water. Hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Five essential vitamins. That's B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks. Quality ingredients, non-GMO. Free from gluten, dairy, and soy. And soy. So, here's what you do. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. You get that, and you can get it for 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com. Or the link in the show notes below, liquidiv.com, link below, promo code OWH. O for all, W for walls, H for house. Promo code OWH gets you 20% off. All right, let's get to the show. Another week in the NFL has come and gone. Uh, there's Monday Night Football here shortly, but I don't think that's going to make the, the app this week. Um, so we, we got we to gotta start with the Packers, obviously. The disaster continues after the the two and one start. That's four straight losses uh, have have come upon us now, um, and you know things things aren't looking better. Like there's there's not a there's not an upside, um, you know, moving forward here. It's it's going to get worse. I think. Well, you know, maybe not. You know, with the, the Rams coming to town next week, Matt Stafford could be out. But then, I mean, after that, you go to the Steelers, you host the Chargers. Then you go to the Lions. We know how that went. Um, then host the Chiefs. Like, we know how that's going to go. So, ooh, oofta. Oofta, oofta. But, you know, let's just go back to this past week. 
another half of football where the Packers don't score a touchdown. First half, again. Like, you're scripting plays. And they can't score a touchdown. Three points. It's 10-3. 10-3. And then the Vikings score two touchdowns right out of the gate. Um, Kirk Cousins, who may have an ACL tear, I haven't seen anything on that yet. I don't know if I've just missed it. Uh, but I, I think it was a feared ACL. or Sorry, not ACL. Feared Achilles. Feared Achilles. Um, and he's been playing some good ball. Uh, my fantasy quarterback in one of my leagues... It's a two-quarterback league, so that's a big hole to fill, and it's tough. But um, a, a tough loss for, for the Vikings, who had kind of seemed to have like righted the ship. They were 4-4, four and four, um, were in the playoff hunt, and now down goes Kirk Cousins. And it's it, – it, I don't know what they're doing they're, they're without, uh, without, their, without their leader now. Um, but the, back to the Packers. I mean, the Packers had chances. I mean, they, they block a punt, um, and, you know, they have the ball – in the red zone, four plays, four disasters, nothing. Uh, right after that, they cause a fumble on the very like the like two plays later after the, they get they lose the ball on possessions, um, and they have the ball right in the end, the red zone again, and they piss that away. Uh, it's just it's a disaster. It's it's gone from from bad to worse, I think, uh, and there is no signs of it getting better. I mean. Jordan Love has been put into an impossible situation. I don't think he's, you know, great to begin with, but like he's in an awful situation. He's thrown the ball 41 times yesterday. Like that's not like the, at no point, at any point, when you like thought about like this year and how this year could be, could work and could be successful for the Green Bay Packers. Did you say Jordan Love's going to throw the ball 40 plus times? Like that's just not a scenario where where there's where that's going to work. And I wonder how many times he's had to throw the ball a bunch. So he threw it 27 times against the Bears. The Bears stink, obviously. But that was a victory. Uh, against the Falcons, 25, and they should have won that game had they not collapsed. So there's two. There's two, you know, the Saints... They end up winning this game. He throws it 44 times, had to, because they were down 17-0. Um, and I'm guessing this is, like, the point where we just start airing it out. Had to have thrown it. Yeah, threw it 36 against the, the Lions. They couldn't rush for shit that day. That day. Um, I mean, I get the picture at this point. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, you look, to, you look and, and this past week, Jordan Love was the leading rusher with 34 yards. Granted, a lot of that was on like that 4th and 16 that they didn't pick up, of course. Um, Aaron Jones got 7 rushing attempts for 30 yards, for 29 yards. A.J. Dillon got 6 attempts for 11 yards. 11 yards? Like, A.J. 11? Like, how are, they, how are they so incapable of running the football? I know the line's beat up, but, like, God damn. Like, that was going to be, the, that was the thing coming into the year. Like, the def, we're going to play defense. We got this two-headed running back. We're going to come at you. Our two backs got 13 carries for 40 fucking yards. They barely outrushed Jordan Love, the quarterback who I think maybe they should use maybe a little bit more of his running ability because he seems to have a decent set of wheels on him. But good God, like, 
what is the game plan, man? Like, how are they so inept at, at moving the football? I mean, they didn't get a first down to, like, the second quarter or something like that, or end of the first. I forget. It, it's it's a disgrace. I mean, they're dropping balls again. Like, I just don't know. Uh, I will say, Jaden Reed seemed to have a nice day yesterday. He caught four balls for 83 yards. Um, but, I mean, Aaron Jones, 11 touches, and he comes up with 30 uh 46 yards. Like, holy shit, man. 11 touches? Like, I, I think you got to get Aaron Jones more than 11 touches, first of all. But, like, he gets those 11 touches and only gets 46 yards out of them? I don't know. Like, I, there's a lot of questions. Like, is Matt LaFleur on the hot seat right now? Uh, who Who's on the trade block? Uh, Rashawn Gary was extended, so they see him as a, a long-term solution here. But, like, who else? Like, Aaron Jones is uh, an injury-prone older running back in today's league where running backs are kind of, you know, a dime a dozen. So you got to think he's on the trade block. Preston Smith is an older guy on the trade block. I mean, is Jair, Jair Alexander? like, Or is he just really hurt? Because he stinks this year. Like, every time you turn on a game, he's getting torched. Just absolutely torched. Like, what, uh, what are we doing, like, with him? Because... I don't see this as a team that just you get a couple of things. I mean, Dontavian Wicks is like the third best receiver, maybe? Christian Watson has been almost non-existent this year. Uh, Romeo Dobbs has been about the biggest bright spot for the receiving core. He had four catches for 18 yards yesterday. Like, that's been our best receiver? So, I mean, I would think you're, you know, obviously Luke Musgrave just drafted. Watson and Dobbs were draft picks last year. Um, and Jaden Reed was a pick this year. So you've got to think those guys are people you want moving forward. Who else on the offense? Like, Bakhtiari's a, a disaster. Elton Jenkins is hurt all the time. Um, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, like, I think you can move Jones and get something for him. Like, on the defense, what what do you do? Like, Rashawn Gary, obviously, but, like, Preston Smith's old. Uh, I know there's talk maybe Keyshawn Nixon is on the trade block. Um, what about Campbell? Like, he's injured a bunch. Like, I don't know, man. It, it's... It's troublesome. It's troublesome. Um, have we heard much about Lucas Vaness this year? I don't know what he's even done this year, to be honest. First round draft pick. Let's see. He's made eight total tackles and had one sack. Did he even play at the start of the year? Like, I don't even know if like I, he's on the field. That is an awful thing to be said about your first-round draft pick, the 13th pick in the NFL draft, and I can't recall one play of him. Not one. I mean, is he hurt? He didn't even record a tackle the last two weeks. Is he hurt? Like, seriously. Status? Active? Like, what the fuck is going on? It's just this team is in a bad situation. Um, and it's not going to be better next year, I don't think. I mean, Jordan loves regressing, but who, who fucking knows, man? Who fucking knows? It's bad. It's bad. I mean, they're, they're, I'm starting each week watching the Packers on my big TV, and they're getting moved to the little TV by about halftime. Like, it's just that bad. It's just that fucking bad. And, 
I mean, the, how Joe Barry still has a job is beyond me, but. Ooh. It's bad. It's bad. I don't know what else. I can sit here and bitch and bitch and bitch forever, but might as well move on to the rest of the NFL here. Um, <clears throat> the 49ers. Down go the 49ers. Uh, they've lost a few games in a row now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is uh, starting to be something we need to keep our eyes on. Uh, the Bengals, maybe the Bengals are back. Joe Burrow had himself a nice day. 28 for 32, 283, three touchdowns. Joe Mixon at 87 yards. Jamar Chase, 10 receptions, 100 yards. Like, have the Bengals figured it out after their th slow start? And now, uh, you know, the 49ers, they've dropped three in a row. They lose to the Browns. Then they lose to the Vikings, who are kind of streaking. And now the Bengals, who are, seem to be back. Um, it's it's maybe something to worry. I, I mean, you got to be worried. They've lost three games in a row. I don't know how you can lose three games in a row and not be worried. Um, but, wow. I mean, oofta. Oofta, oofta. Uh, Purdy Pumpkin Watch? Maybe that's heating up. I know he played relatively good yesterday, but he threw two pretty big interceptions and back-to-back -back plays. Uh, so yeah, I mean the Bengals. The Bengals are an interesting team. Obviously, it, it seems to be that Joe Burrow was just not healthy at the start of the year, which is unfortunately been a theme for him at the start of his year. But they seem to have figured out big one next week, Sunday night football. We're gonna be waiting all day for Sunday night next week. Bills at Bengals. That's that's a monster game. That's a monster game for two teams really trying to, to work to the top of a very competitive division for both of them. Uh, really looking forward to that one. Um, I don't know. I think the Bengals are back. I do. I think they're back. Uh, commanders were just trying their ass off to give the Eagles every little bit of everything they had. Um, the Eagles had a couple of turnovers down near the goal line. Or, you know, they could have been close to scoring 50 points, but the Commanders just hung around and hung around and hung around. Funny enough, it's a it's a counterplay, a little a little backside handoff to uh, to to Swift out of the uh, the brotherly shove formation, the tush push uh, that uh, that closes out. Um, as the 49ers have fallen, I think we've we've pretty well established that the Eagles uh, of Philadelphia are the probably the class of the NFC now. Um, they are have the best record in the entire National Football League at seven and one. They are the only one loss team. Everybody else in the league has at least two losses. So uh, that alone, I think, determines that they're the class of the NFL for that. So um, uh, and and they're just playing good ball. They're like you know that's a game. Everything that got thrown at them, uh, you know, down early, uh, had the battle all day. That's a game that a lesser team would lose. And, and they did not lose, obviously. They, they found a way. They found a way to win the football game. So always something to that, I think, when, when teams just find a way to win games that, you know, other teams don't win. I think there's a lot to be said about that. Um, speaking of games, teams just don't win. The Los Angeles Rams were just not winning that game. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys absolutely boat race. Boat race the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they score 33 first half points and then kind of coast to victory, 43 to 20. 43 to 20 uh, is the final. <clears throat> excuse me, is the uh, the final uh, final difference. Dak Prescott has himself a nice day. 25 of 31, four touchdowns and one interception. Ceedee Lamb, ladies and gentlemen, Ceedee Lamb 
fantasy owners, have yourself a good old-fashioned pat on the back. Uh, that's like a 40-burger out of CD Lamb. 12 receptions, 158 yards, two touchdowns. Just just filling the stat sheet. Uh, and it was just, it was all Dallas, all the time, all first half. They got up as much as 33-3 to before uh, the Rams scored late. Uh, Stafford hurt as well in that game. They hit his hand off someone's helmet uh, on a throw. So uh, not ideal for them. And, you know, a Rams team that's been hard to figure out this year. They win some games, they lose some games. Uh, you know, play some teams tough, play the 49ers and Eagles tough. Um, but, you know, they haven't really beat anybody outside of the Seahawks uh, when you when you look at it. So um, speaking of the Seahawks, the Seahawks, the Seahawks get a good win. They beat the Browns uh, in a in a back and forth tight game. Uh, an interception late seals it for the Seahawks. Um, and you know, the Seahawks are five and two, and they are leading the NFC West now, which is incredible considering that three weeks ago, I think everyone and their brother thought that the 49ers were the class of the National Football League. Uh, it just goes to show you how fast opinions can change in the NFL from week to week. Oh, with the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, 17 straight games he scored a touchdown, and I believe that ties the, the league record. So uh, the Seahawks, how about those Seahawks? Uh, they've got a big game uh, next week. They head to the Ravens, head to the Ravens. So some very important football games next week. We'll, we'll touch on, on that uh, uh, moving forward here in a bit. Uh, the New York Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, Graham Gano misses a chip shot. It, this game was sloppy. I believe there were 20, was it 25 punts? Or, or in the records, 27? Something like that. Um, I, I was, I just, I saw him Pat McAfee while I was eating my lunch. Uh, I mean, the Jets kicker alone had, ponder alone had 12. So I think it was 25, maybe 24, maybe at 11. A lot of punts. Not a lot of good offensive football here. Uh, Graham Gano has a, a chip shot, essentially, to, to to win the game, pretty much. Uh, make it a six-point game with, like, 25 seconds left. And he misses it. And uh, down the field go the New York Jets, led by Zach Wilson. And they kick a field goal. He clocks it with one second left on the clock. They make the field goal. End up winning in overtime. And... Uh, Aaron Rodgers was again on the field, like, tossing the ball around, like, making throws. We're in week eight right now. If the Jets can find a way, just find a way to be just hanging around for, like, another six weeks, like, I don't know, man. I, I just, Aaron Rodgers looks like he is going to play. The Jets are four and three, man. They got the Chargers next week on Monday night. That's a winnable fucking football game. Then they go to the Raiders. Winnable football game. Then they have a tough stretch. They go Bills and Jets. November, oh, that's the Black Friday game. I was going to be like, what fucking game is that? 2 p.m. Um, so Bills and Jets, tough one. Tough one there. But hey, Dolphins short week coming up to New York. Never know. But then they got some winnable ones again. Falcons, Texans. They got the Jets again after that, then Commanders. I mean, gosh. You get them back for the last two weeks. Jets uh, Jets go to the Browns and to the Patriots. Uh, they get a little bit of a bigger layoff going from December 18th. I think that's December 28th, I think, is a Thursday. 
So, yeah, you could bring him back for that Thursday game. Then they don't play again until the 7th, which is the final Sunday of the uh, the regular season. I don't know, man. Seems ludicrous. But if the Jets, you know, if, just say they can get to 6-3 and three the next two weeks. And then there's two more wins out there for the Falcons and the Texans. If they can get, to, if they can get eight wins, if they can have eight wins in those final two weeks, they need four wins. They play the Chargers, the Raiders, the Bills, the Dolphins twice, the Falcons, the Texans, the Commanders. There's some winnable games in there. I don't know. It would be incredible. It would be absolutely incredible. Um, just some other quick things. Will Levis, uh, a good win, a good win in his debut uh, and a good a good performance by him. Uh, the Panthers get a win in a sloppy game against the Texans, the number one and two draft picks face off. Um, the Broncos beat the Chiefs. I, I don't know what to think about that. Um, Broncos have, I don't know if they've made a step up or if it was just kind of a weird game for the Chiefs. You just never know. I mean, I think that the, the Chiefs have the Dolphins next week in Germany where they looking ahead and just kind of got hit the roadblock. You, just, you don't know. Um, we'll We'll see. We'll see what the what what to make of that. If if they if you know I mean even if the Chiefs lose to the Dolphins, I don't think that's a crazy loss. And then I believe they're off after that for Week Ten. So I mean, then they're back again in Week Eleven against the Eagles. God damn, this is a tough stretch for the Chiefs. That's a that's a bad game to drop. That's a bad game to drop. Uh, the Jags uh, win again this week. They are quietly six and two. And uh, leading their division, the AFC South, um, pretty handedly now. Uh, next best team is the three and four Texans. So, uh, yeah, that's that's good for them. Uh, the Ravens sneak one out over the the pesky Cards, who who play people tough. And then the the Chargers beat the hapless Bears on Sunday Night Football. Um, and then tonight, the Monday Night game uh, here in just a bit, the the Raiders and the Lions. Not there's not going to be a Monday Night addendum. If the Lions win, good, they're back on track. If they don't, there's questions about the Lions moving forward. Uh, that's a home game. That's a game they have to win. Uh, looking forward to next week, obviously, uh, Chiefs-Dolphins in Germany. That's a big game. Uh, love a big game to start the day. Got to love that. Uh, Titans-Steelers on Thursday night. Uh, it be interesting to see what the Titans come with, um, you know, with Will Levis in game two. Short week, Steelers tough defense. Uh, Seahawks-Ravens is a big game. That's a big, important game. Cowboys-Eagles, ooh, and it's on the it's in the afternoon. And then, obviously, Bills-Bengals. So, uh, fun stuff. Fun stuff coming in. The Packers obviously play the Rams. Can't wait for that shit show. All right. that uh, I think we're good. I think we're good on the NFL. Let's, let's keep it rolling. Let's go over college football now. Okay. On to college football here. Um, I mean, Penn State. Penn State survives Indiana. I mean, just... Just another sloppy performance. You know, Indiana, I believe, yeah, had had two different leads in the first half. Um, Penn State closes out the first half with the lead and then gets up in the in the third and kind of hangs on. Game gets tied again late, though. Uh, and then Penn State just, you know, there's finally a deep ball. They, they find Kandre Lambert-Smith for 57 yards in the, in the fourth quarter. But I, 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 it's a win, but it's a disappointing performance from Penn State. Um I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this wasn't their year. Maybe they're, maybe next year is what they, they build to. But and hey, they're, I say all this, and they're what six and one. 
seven and one now. Uh, and my and you know I'll, I'll be shut up and be forced to eat crow if they go out and beat Michigan, and then Michigan somehow beats Ohio State. I have no idea where the tie break falls, but you know, it it, uh, it just I don't know. It feels like a lackluster year because it feels like they're going to dump two games to to Michigan Ohio State. And that it almost felt like they were going to drop one to Indiana there. So, uh, by the way, Michigan, this the sign stealing thing is heating up. Apparently, uh, Michigan was off this week, and there was a report this morning that Michigan has rescinded a contract extension offer to to Jim Harbaugh. So, uh, very very interesting. When hated maybe uh, Jimmy wanted to go uh, move back to the NFL. Maybe we get a new coach in Green Bay and shake things up. Who knows? Who knows? Just tossing it out there. Um, just tossing it out there. You know, elsewhere in the Big Ten, Ohio State, they get uh, they get all they could probably bargain for with Wisconsin. That that was probably more than I expect, expected. Wisconsin hung around, tied it up in the second half. Um, but the thing is, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a difference maker. And, you know, I'm an idiot, and I can tell you that dude is special. Like, special. Absolutely special. Uh, and he, he changes games. He just changes the nature of the football games that Ohio State plays in. He's, I, I don't know what, like, Heisman Trophy voting and, you know, what early, not voting, but, like, early guessing and early odds there are, but that dude should be seriously considered. I know that he won't, they won't vote for a wide receiver anymore, but they should consider it. Um, Oregon, whew, Utah, no. Not good. Not good. Boat race. Lay in the wood. Whatever other, you know, pejorative you want to put on there. Just an absolute destruction of Utah. They scored on the opening drive and never looked back. Not once. Uh, there was a, a field goal, a couple field goals in the first half, and that's it. Utah never found the end zone. Um, they just, Oregon was just the way better team. And you know, there's 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 still a very viable road for for Oregon to get back to the. I say that, and I don't know how is the Pac-12. Do they have divisions? Nope. I was gonna say I think they're divisionless now, right? Yes, I believe the Pac-12 is divisionless. So uh, Oregon wins out. They'll knock USC down a peg, and they can play Washington again in the in the Pac-12 uh, conference championship and get themselves to the college football playoff. So. Uh, staying alive, staying alive. <laughs> um, a team that had high, high hopes for the college football playoffs still. Uh, Oklahoma with a big loss to Kansas. Um, you know, they can still get there. I think a, a one-loss Big 12 team still gets in. But it, they just made the road all that much more difficult. Um, Kansas took down Oklahoma. Then they took down the goalposts. And then the goalposts made their way to the lake. What a what a day for Kansas. Lawrence, Kansas was a buzz. Lawrence, Kansas, what a place. Uh, another team that made a whoopsie, uh, Oregon State, with a little big whoopsie there. Um, they had a chance. They had a, you know Oregon down the line and could have got themselves into the, the, the college football playoff discussion by winning the Pac-12. They now have two losses. Two losses. I don't, I don't know if a two-loss Pac-12 team makes it. I don't think, maybe, could be, could be, if that's the only other option. You know, you get two SEC teams, a Big Ten team, you, you need some help out of the Pac, uh, the, the Big 12 probably. Uh, but they have a huge loss. They lose by three points. And to end the first half, 
Uh, they attempted a fake field goal where they pitched it to the kicker uh, to run it from about the 25-yard line as time expired. So uh, they needed to score a touchdown there or it was completely a waste of time, and they decided to go for it. Those, uh, those three points turned out to be pretty vital, pretty vital. Um, USC survives, survives, Cal. That defense can't stop anybody. Caleb Williams, 23 of 40 for 369 yards and two touchdowns. That said, maybe he needs to chill with, like, the ownership in the NFL. I don't even think it's allowed, first of all. But, like, to be requesting ownership as a, as a, a guy who hasn't played a single down in the NFL is, is wild. Um, <clears throat> just spinning around the rest of the scoreboard. UCLA takes down Colorado. Uh, Colorado, 4-4 four and four now. Uh, I know they were struggling. Uh, the offensive line, not great here. Um, well, I think I saw something here. Did I delete it? Nope, here it is. Shadur Sanders was pressured 22 times, hit 17, which resulted in being knocked down 13 times and sacked 6 times. Yikes. Not a winning strategy there for the Colorado Buffalo. Buffalo. Um... Air Force is 17th in the country. Now I see that. Uh, Mississippi handles Vanderbilt. James Madison ranked. Uh, Tulane squeaks one out over Rice. Uh, the the hope for a top 10 Duke-UNC football matchup has been just absolutely dashed uh, this last couple weeks. Uh, Duke has lost back-to-back -back games. They play UNC on November 11th. I, I don't believe UNC is ranked either after they drop another game uh, to Georgia Tech. They've lost two in a row. So, uh, yeah, the hope for a, a, a ranked top 10 Duke-UNC football matchup has gone the wayside. Uh, so, you know, we all had hope. We all had hope. Uh, Georgia doesn't have any issue with Florida. Texas handles BYU. Notre Dame dominates Pittsburgh. Florida State, who is just sneaking around, ranked fourth in the country, 8-0. Uh, and um, You know, beat LSU this year, who's turned out to be a, a solid team. Um, the question is, who else have they beat? Duke, maybe, but maybe Duke's not that great. Um, so, yeah, they don't have a lot left on the schedule. Pittsburgh, Miami. Um, and then Florida to end the year. So they're, they're looking to, to kind of run the table through the ACC there. Uh, yeah, that's about it that happened. Washington won, Tennessee won, Louisville. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, next week, couple of good games. Kansas State, the 25th-ranked team in the country, heads to Texas. Uh, that's the, the Fox Big Noon game. Um, Penn State heads to a very tough Maryland. You know, maybe... Never know. Uh, Missouri, Georgia, game of the week. Uh, the three thirty slot, number fourteen. Missouri heads to Georgia. Can they? Can they challenge Georgia? It's looking like Georgia's kind of finding themselves and taking a step above. Uh, Washington heads to USC, and then LSU, Alabama at night. So two big games in the SEC. So some fun stuff. Um, speaking of fun stuff, my favorite thing now. First of all, I love college game day. I love watching it Saturday mornings. Even if I don't watch a ton of college football, it's great. I love, especially like the last 45 minutes when they do the picks and stuff. But I've like had to like adjust it so I like catch it like the, the, the when it turns to that 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock Eastern because they're doing like the Pat McAfee kick for cash. 
And my god, that's fantastic theater. I love that so much. I know there was this thing out that like people didn't like Pat McAfee on College Game Day. I thought he's been great. I'm a big Pat McAfee fan, so you know I'm biased, but I think his shit is fantastic. I think it adds um, a level of, of fun to the show. Like it's a TV show, man. Like, sorry, I prefer Pat McAfee and something entertaining over David Pollock. Like David Pollock was great. He he gave you the X's and O breakdown, but like he did, what did he really bring to it? Like seriously. So I love it. I think Game Day's um, better than it's been in a long time. And they had to bring someone kind of outlandish, like, with Corso gone. Like, I don't know. That's all I got. All right. Let's keep rolling. Hey, it's hockey season. Flyers update, ladies and gents. Flyers update. Um, tough week. Tough week for the Flyers. Uh, heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Uh, on Tuesday uh, against the Golden Knights, a game that's, that started at 10 o'clock. So I was, I did not make it. Uh, I didn't see any of this game, but... Um, up 2-1 after the first period, and then let up two goals in the third. Uh, the game-winning goal by the Golden Knights scored with about 30 seconds left in the game. Um, so Flyers play probably the best team in the league, a team that's 8-0-1 currently, uh, and play them play even uh, for, for you know, 59 and a half minutes and just can't can't get that one. And, you know, the, the, the second goal was late in, in the third period as well. Um, you know, for, for 50-ish minutes, they, they had a 2-1 lead over the best team in hockey um, and sh had similar shots. You know, la last year they were just getting outshot constantly. Um, that hasn't really been a thing so much this year, which has been nice. Uh, even the games they're losing, they're, they're, they're shooting with or uh, above, you know, getting more shots on goal. And again, I'm an idiot. I'm a real idiot when it comes to hockey. I'm an idiot when it comes to things I have somewhat of an understanding of. But, you know, just from my perspective, like, the more times you put a shot on the goal, the better. It's just like the law of averages say sooner or later, a fucking puck of this size has to make it through somewhere. So the more you can put good shots on the goal, uh, the better. Um, they come back and they, they, you know, beat the shit out of the wild 6-2 on Thursday. Um, and then just an absolute debacle <laughs> on Saturday. Saturdays, not good for the Flyers. The, the Flyers are 0-3 on Saturdays this year. They, they lost to the Ducks 7-4 uh, this Saturday. They lost to the, the Dallas Stars a couple Saturdays uh, last Saturday. And then two Saturdays ago on the opening Saturday of the year, uh, they lost to the Senators pretty poorly. Uh, so, yeah, Saturday games, not not in our favor. We've got a, a Saturday game against a tough team in the Kings. Um uh, this Saturday, but, you know, a four-game week uh, playing tonight uh, in just any second now. Uh, the Flyers and the Hurricanes, are puck drop uh, against the Hurricanes. Uh, a tough team. The The Hurricanes are big favorites in the betting odds, almost minus 200. Uh, Carter Hart is going tonight, though. Um, Saturday was the, the backup goalie, Erson. Am I saying it right? Let me look up here. Samuel Erson. Yeah, he's he's not done well. Uh He's he allowed seven goals, obviously, uh, in that game. Let's see his game log. Also allowed five goals against Dallas last Saturday. Um, his, his save percentage is somewhere down in the seven point seven six range. So not what you're looking for. Uh, but then back to back games against the fly, against the Sabers. Uh, home game on Wednesday and then uh, in Buffalo on Friday. Two winnable games there. Sabers not great, so those are a couple winnable games. Uh, I will say, like I said, 
the, the Flyers have been putting shots on the goal, which has made watching the games much more enjoyable than watching the games, especially like middle to end of last year when it was just getting pathetic. Um, Konechny and Atkinson have been, you know, uh, have been good this year. It's been good to have Atkinson back. It's been it's made it enjoyable to watch. Um, so, you know, maybe a little more Carter Hart behind the goal if we can. I know you got to, in hockey, you got to get your goalie some, some relief, some time off. But, uh, you know, it's it's not going well with Urson in there. So, uh, hey, maybe there's a two and two week out there. Uh, you never know. And then, you know, next week we get the get the Sharks, and they're pretty bad, I think. So, uh, fun stuff, fun stuff. It's 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 been a it's been a much more enjoyable. Home. Granted, they, like I said, they started seven and three last year, but they were getting outshot every game. So, I don't know. Maybe they're a little ahead of where we thought they were going to be in the rebuild. Maybe, just maybe. All right, that's all I got for the Flyers let's get some passing thoughts. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Passing thoughts time. Um, let's start with a couple of sports that, you know, we'll just kind of toss in here. Uh, baseball, first of all. We're, we're into the the World Series now. I know last we talked, uh, the Phillies and the Diamondbacks were going to um, Game 7 on Tuesday. The, the Diamondbacks won. Uh, two game sevens, and then the Astros and the Rangers. The Rangers beat them, so the the Astros and Rangers are on to the to the World Series now. Uh, the Rangers won on a uh, final uh, a walk off in game one, uh, and then the the Diamondbacks bounced back, uh, picked up a, a big nine one win. So uh, I did think this in watching. I can't remember which one. It might have been game seven of the ALCS. The slow death of losing at baseball, it might be unique to, to all sports and just the way it's just like it's happening. It's happening. It's like, oh, you get three more at-bats, you know, three more outs in, in the seventh, and then three more outs. And it's just, it's like you, you, you're needing, you know you're needing a miracle, and there's no time ticking off the clock. You're getting your, the shit kicked out of you in football. The other team's just running it and just eating the clock, and the time's just going. And you're like, oh, there's it's just six minutes left. And baseball could be like, oh, you could squeeze out a couple of hits. But it, it feels like baseball is just this slow march to your death when you're down and you're losing and you can't come back. And then the other team stacks one more in there. It's like, oh, God, I don't know. It just seems like that's the absolute, just, you know, the pits of, of it. So, uh, yeah, so World Series, uh, game three tonight, uh, three games here in a row, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, games three, four, and five, and then Friday and Saturday will be games six and seven if necessary. Uh, I like that pacing. I like that pacing a uh, lot better than when you go like NBA and it's like, oh, you get three games, three days off in between games. It's like holy shit balls. Um, so I like that they get it done. Okay, uh, another sport. I think I may have mentioned this that. Uh, Tyson Fury would have no trouble with Francis Nagano. If I didn't say it on here, I said it to somebody, and holy shit, was I wrong. Um, I, I didn't even, you know, think about buying that pay-per-view, and then all of a sudden I'm getting texts Saturday afternoon of fucking Tyson Fury on the floor looking up at Francis Nagano like, what the fuck just happened? Because Francis Nagano knocked down Tyson Fury. Uh, Tyson Fury gets up, wins a... Uh, a disputed split decision, I would say. Um, you know, not surprisingly, as I read through my Twitter feed, there were a lot of, you know, more of the MMA-based people on my Twitter feed where, 
oh, that was a robbery. Francis won that. And more of the boxing-based crowd was saying, you know, Tyson Fury looked like shit. That was a bad look for us boxing people, but he eked out a win. Um, I haven't watched it. Uh, but, you know, of the people I, I, I follow that I, I really think are, are smart about things in, um, in covering fight sports, there seems to be this thought that you could probably make a case for that Francis Ngannou won, but that it's it's probably while a little messy, the right you know, probably the right call that Tyson Fury won. Again, I haven't watched it, so all I know is Tyson Fury was talking a whole bunch of shit about how he was just going to do this, and then he was going to go right on, and December twenty third, he was going to fight Alexander Usyk. Well, that's not happening now because Fury got hurt and banged up, and he obviously didn't take fucking Francis Ngannou. Uh, even remotely serious enough. So, unfortunately, we're going to get robbed of seeing a undisputed heavyweight champ uh, in boxing this year. I guess they can... It's got something to do... And the, to make this fight happen, the, the money had to come from, like, Saudi Arabia. And there's something like there's Riyadh season until, like, February. So that fight can basically happen, like, through that season. And there had been kind of a... Uh, a groundswell of an opinion that uh, Alexander Usyk was going to beat Tyson Fury. I was leaning towards that thought myself. Uh, just, you know, the concern was, is Fury's size just way too much for Alexander Usyk? Um, but that Alexander Usyk was such a, um, so much better of a boxer than Tyson Fury is. Um, and his skills were better that he could he could kind of make up for it. I think Usyk's job actually just got harder because of this. Had had Fury kind of blown through Nagano and it wasn't really much of a problem, I would I almost think it'd be an easier easier job for for Usyk. But now it's almost like is this a wake up call and does he actually train and actually get after it? So interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, I, there was a lot of this like, can you believe what a fuck up Dana White is for letting Francis go? And it's like, man, there's a lot of different angles to that, but like. Yeah, Francis bet on himself. The right decision was for Francis Ngannou to do what he did because he just made a boatload of money, and he's going to make a boatload more money because uh, he's going to box more, he said, and he's going to do some PFL stuff. And how maybe the day comes he comes back to UFC. But that doesn't mean that UFC made the wrong decision for them, too. Like, the UFC is just printing money. They're as uh, they're having, like, one of their best, like, stretches they've ever had from everything you read. Like... The UFC doesn't go chasing guys. Like, they're like, okay, you're gone. Somebody else is coming. I mean, it's been the same thing from all, like, the pundits in the world. Like, when Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey were leaving, it's like, oh, no, UFC's dead. Conor McGregor shows up. Oh, no, UFC's dead. The next guy shows up. Khabib. And the next guy shows up. And Dustin Poirier. And Justin Gaethje. And Stylebender. And John Jones comes back. And Henry, like, it just, they just keep going. Like, that's the brilliance of the UFC being kind of, like, dominating the marketplaces. They put the best guys against the best guys every night. Like, there's going to be an incredible fight every night. Sugar Sean O'Malley, Kamara Usman, Leon Edwards. Like, they're just... Uh, the next guy is around the corner because you just watch him beat this guy and this guy and this guy. And they just keep building upon themselves. It's not like in boxing where, like, we don't get... Like, the big fights ever. Like, we got Spence and Crawford this year, and it took five years to fucking make. UFC would have had that fight in 2018. They probably would have fought two or three times now, 
And they each would have fought a ton of other people. We got one fucking fight out of that. One. So, I think UFC is going to be just fine. Just fine. Um, elsewhere, elsewhere, what about, what else have I been watching? Uh, caught, uh, checked out The Firm with Tom Cruise, Gene Hackman, um, the old guy. What's the old guy's name? Oh, shit. He's like the old grandpa. This movie came out in 93 and he looked old as shit then, too. Wilford Brimley was also in it. Oh, God, why can't I think of the, the, the old guy's name who I'm thinking of here? Busey, Gary Busey made an incredible, incredible uh, appearance. Uh, Hal Holbrook is, is who I was thinking of. Um, the Firm, good movie, 93. I don't know, I just feel like they made better, better movies in the 90s. I don't know why. Like the 90s, the early 2000s. There's that thing about, uh, um, that Matt Damon said on some podcast that, you know, you can make movies that won't make all their money in the theater because they knew there was a DVD sale or a VHS sale on the back end that was going to make you a ton of money too. And now that that's not a thing anymore, it's tough to make movies that don't just, you know, make a billion dollars at, at the box office, which is a very different movie than some, some really great movies out there. Um, speaking of, of great movies, uh, the roommate wanted to watch Tropic Thunder this weekend. God damn, that movie's incredible. Like, there's, as well as, like, all the spots you know and all the absolutely incredibly funny things that are so far off the fucking wall and so inappropriate and so funny, there's, like, these little comments, like, throughout the whole thing that you forget about until you watch it. I probably watch this movie once every year or so. And I, you, you for, like you know, like, I'm a dude dressed as a dude playing another dude. Like, you know that part's coming. And you're kind of giggling to yourself. I'm a lead farmer, motherfucker. Robert Downey Jr. is incredible in this movie. Um, but there's just, like, dumb little shit that, like, as you're watching, you're like, oh, my God, that's fucking hilarious, too. And the people. The people in it. You got Cruz. You got Downey. Jack Black. Um, uh, Danny McBride. Matthew McConaughey, when he's kind of still in, like, the... Um, his his chick flick, his uh, you know his chick flick uh, phase. Uh, ben Stiller, obviously, uh, Jay Baruchel, Nick Nolte, like uh, Bill Hader, like it's just incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Um, what what a fantastic fantastic movie. Uh, if you haven't seen either that or the firm, go watch them. They're 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 great. They're great. Uh, oh. My man MJ was was sending a text to the group chat. He said, I know sometimes hot dogs get a bad rap, but they're pretty good. To... Who's giving hot dogs a bad rap? Hot dogs are incredible. I love me a good wiener. Give me a good hot dog. Can I get a hot dog? Mm, God, I love hot dogs. I don't know why I love hot dogs so much, but they're fucking great. If the roommate ever like, goes away for a week and I just get like a pack of hot dogs and I eat fucking hot dogs all weekend. Oh, gosh. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, it was, it, there was some snow, uh, walking the dog yesterday. Uh, there was a little bit of snow floating around in the air. It's not even November yet. It'll be November when this releases, but that was October and it was snowing. Uh, cold as shit this morning when I walked the dog. I think it was, uh, I think it was like 24 degrees when I walked the dog this morning. Not great. Not fun. Not fun. Um, oh. Another thing, in my in one of my fantasy football leagues, it's one with most a lot of my friends. I mean, I guess I'm in mostly some with my friends. Um, 
whatever. It's a, it's one of my my bigger money ones. I'm uh, I'm gonna end this week, I think, with the third most points in the league, and I'm gonna be de- tied for dead last. I'm gonna have the third most points in the league, and be two and six, tied for tied for dead last. Just just crushing, just crushing, um, just terrible, terrible. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, the roommate and I also played some Wii. What a great invention. The Wii. We played some Wii bowling. Played some Wii archery. She is an absolute Wii. Some, we were going to do a cycling. We collect cycling on like Wii Sports Resort or something like that. First of all, she cheats at boxing. She just like flails and like has like the flail motion down so she beats me. I dominate her in tennis. I dominate her in bowling. Um, I beat her in archery too. She used to beat me in archery and then I just figured it out and I beat her. It's pissed her off. But yeah, she flails about in boxing. Just absolutely awesome. Somehow we ended up at cycling. We clicked cycling and thought we were going to be playing against each other. We're on the same bike. It's a tandem bike. She, she, she can't drive. She can't drive the bike. Roommate, you're killing me, honey. You're killing me. Uh, yeah, the Wii's fun, though. Uh, I guess we'll just end with uh, the last thing. Uh, Matthew Perry uh, died this weekend. That stinks. Uh, R.I.P. Matthew Perry. Um, my favorite character on Friends. I love Friends. Uh, he's by far my favorite part of it. Um, just sucks. You know, it's it's weird. You know, it, it, we're getting to the point where, like, people we grew up watching do things um, are dying. And it, it's weird that you do. You feel sad. It's like, I don't even know this guy. Um, but it's weird. You, you, like, watch these people your whole lives through, like, different movies and TV and shit like that. And, you know, I've watched a ton of Friends in my life. It was always on. Uh, at night, so I, I'd always throw it on at night. It's on throughout the day. Um, it, it feels like it's always on. I've seen every episode like 20 times, it feels like. So it's weird, and uh, it, the guy seemed like he uh, he struggled with some addiction stuff and unclear what what, uh, what caused the death, but too bad. It was really too bad. So uh, let's go Let's go close this thing up and, uh, and get this thing all, all finished up. Okay, closing time, everybody. Closing time. Closing time. It's over. It's all done for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so thank you, thank you again for uh, you know hanging with me for another week, checking out old Walsh House. Uh, Ninety-five episodes in—that's pretty, pretty fucking crazy uh, for something I started on a on a whim in my backyard one day. I just said, you know, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do a podcast, uh, and I released an intro episode that was seven minutes long. So I think it was like seven minutes and forty-six seconds long, or something like that. And, and here we are. Uh, I don't know exactly, but this episode is going to clock in somewhere around 50 minutes, I think. Uh, so pretty fucking crazy. I mean, my, my episode last week was an hour and a half or something like that. Um, 95 times, so pretty cool. So I want to say thank you to everybody who, who's kind of been along on the ride with me. I appreciate it. Hope you guys are having fun. I'm having a blast. Uh, big thank you, Producer Kevin. Um, we're, we're somewhere in the, the 20s or maybe even 30s now of... Uh, video episodes and he he makes he makes that all happen um so a big appreciation to him um as always liquid ivs 20 percent off promo code owh go get yourself some of that so back next week more football uh more hockey more shenanigans it's all coming so till then peace